passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, GoPowerCat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the GPC Studios, here's your host, GoPowerCat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to another edition of the PowerCat Questions Podcast. Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, Cole Carmody, Ryan Gilbert, the whole happy damn family is here. Right here in the GPC Studios with two dogs, some refreshments, and microphones. That's pretty much what you need nowadays to record a brilliant podcast. We're not going to be brilliant, but this is a podcast. The refreshments are two bottles of water between yeah, four of us. I, I think I have a ooh the, the little uh, the caffeine. Yeah, that little body armor, uh, body armor edge. Um, so I'll be ping between the breaks because it's caffeinated. <laughs> This is a good product. It's actually got some caffeine in it. I mean, it's not like just we put a little bit of caffeine. It's like got a little kick to it. I like it. I have to have it to get through my day. You know what else I have to have? I have to have a trip to the fridge wholesale liquor once in a while. Once in, I'm just kind of overdue right not now. Not every day? Not every day. That's kind of weird. Just to drop by and say, hi, fellas. And it's really, if you're going to the liquor store every day to buy something, I got some meetings you probably need to attend. But if you're just a, a you know a drinker that has a big weekend or a big party or a tailgate or you know you're going to see Ryan Gilbert and you need to probably desensitize your eye nerves, head on in to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor and ask them their advice on what will get gills out of my eyes. And they'll be very confused by that sentence. Why do you have gills in your eyes? Anyhow. A lot of customers 
<clears throat> when they sit at the bar, they put on blindfolds about halfway through their meal. I know. There's a so toddler looking I, at me. I didn't know that was permitted. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. Or they, they just bring your own. Or they just, they just go to the place across the uh, across the kitchen. Yeah, that's a good idea. Big day for me. Big, big day. I wrapped up my 25 sessions of radiation. Um, more to come, unfortunately. It did spread other places. Not as frequent as I had 25. I think I got up to nine more to hit some other spots. But uh, I'm, I'm going to enjoy today. Rest up. It gets worse tomorrow. I oh, Tomorrow's going to suck. And my buddies are taking me to the Royals game. So the first question of the podcast, what's worse? 25 sessions of radiation or kids day at the K uh, when it might be raining. I'm not, it's, a, it's a tougher choice than you think. You might as well just make it 26 days. The, I good, know. the good thing about that is that if it rains, maybe the schools will cancel their trip. And so the game still might happen, but the kids might not be there. We got to find the sweet spot where the kids leave, but the old men drinking underneath while it's raining get to stay that's the master plan i just i hope that the kids cheer very loudly for billy butler like the last one i went to it is so unbelievable and i love day games at the k i love them and i've done them a lot in the past haven't done them recently because well they suck but uh i think i've this will be my fourth one kids day at the k because i just oh it's a, it's a day game in may and i hit it and i'm like oh my god this sound yeah oh my uh, look just record that and we will have no more terrorists they will tell us all the secrets just play that in their cells <laughs> and they'll just give it all up i'll just confess everything this is the questions podcast if you want to ask a question on this podcast, there's one easy way to do it. Subscribe to GoPowerCat.com, and then you can ask them in our questions thread on our VIP message board. That's all it takes. That's, a, that's it. And then you can listen to it, though. But if you want to ask questions, you've got to join the family, and it's a good time to do it. Just head on over there. We've got some fun stuff for this summer and Make sure you're subscribing to this podcast. If you're on a Apple, please leave us a review and five stars, maybe seven. If you can do seven stars, that'd be great. I don't know if that's possible, but eight would be cool. So do that. Head over to our Go Powercat YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. We're rolling out those daily deliveries. They're actually daily now. You guys liked them so much. We actually are doing them most days. Some days I need a break. I should really go back and count to see how many you've done this year, but it's probably four million. The sometimes daily deliveries, probably more than a hundred thirty. Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot. Uh, it's probably like one twenty. But we wrapped up today on Wednesday. We wrapped up these seven video series previewing the Big Twelve. Shocker! The K State guy picked K State to win the Big Twelve. I feel like you pick Texas Tech. Uh, I feel like I I cover Texas. Just oh, I cover Texas. They're gonna win. Horns up. So um, that's all done. So the normal DDs return Thursday at Go Power Cat. Make sure you head on over and get that done. And on Friday, we just recorded before we recorded this fighting ever fighting. Cole Carmody speaks with the one and only Will Howard, who is now seven three and three hundred and twenty pounds. He just refuses to stop growing. That's not hyperbole. He he actually uh, stepped on a child the other day, but he apologized. The child was a sixteen year old. 
So anyhow, let's move on. Your questions from Wabash Station. I have no idea who's reading. Someone speak some words. Is it me or you? Oh, they don't, they wow. don't even know. You got it. All right. I've got this. From Powercat Ryan, the first question. What is your opinion of Chris Kleiman's true value graded on a purse per year average? And did he leave money on the table to help keep his assistance? It, that's an interesting point because I, we still don't have the actual contracts. So we don't have them. I'm told they're awaiting signatures. And I'm like, sign the damn thing. Someone wants to pay you money. What are you waiting on here? Or is it Gene like, hold on. Let's wait just a little while longer. Save a couple nickels. Um, but it averages out over $5.5 million over the eight years. And um, it puts him in the upper half of the Big 12 now. So by the time this is three years old, look, this contract will never see the end. There will be amendments to this contract. If he keeps winning and winning championships and winning bowl games, K-State's going to have to find a way to pay him. But I, Ryan might be onto something here. He, he might have literally said, well, let's back off this so that my guys can have more money, which seems like a Chris Kleiman thing to do. And that is what a good boss does because then that makes your life easier. I was talking about this with somebody when we found out about this contract. But, I mean, this is a realistic question, right? Like how much money do you need to live in Manhattan, Kansas? Like, at, at what point is the difference between $6.5 million over eight years, you know, on, on average scale versus $5.5 million? I understand that it's a lot of money, and, and he's trying to set his, his grandchildren up long-term, his great-grandchildren up long-term. But when it really comes down to it, he strikes me as the kind of guy that says, okay, do I leave that million dollars on the table and disperse it amongst two assistant coaches, a Colin Klein and a Connor Riley, mm-hmm. or do I take it for myself? I, I think Powercat Ryan, like you mentioned, Fitz, is onto something. But, again, I just go back to, I mean, how much money does he need to feel comfortable and set his family up long term? And what is that that breaking point? It's like, okay. 5.5, I could have got 6.5, but I'll, I'll do 5.5. But if they come back and they offer me 8, I can't turn that down, right? Like, I think there's a happy medium there that he's willing to kind of take what he has now. But you're right, when that contract is structured differently, it won't be 6.5. It won't be 7.5. It'll be significantly higher. Um, but until then, I mean, I, I think the true value, I, I think he's right on. It's impossible to do that, but... He's, what, the third highest paid coach in the Big 12 when you take out Sarkeesian and Brent Venables? Who I thought he was going to be number two be after two, that. Yeah. Like, after next season, he is the second it's highest not, paid okay. coach. I thought it was Sonny Dykes and Mike Gundy were the top two, but I could be wrong on that. I believe I'm, he'll be number two. I think I'm not okay. sure. That's what I thought. Either but, way, he deserves to be in the top three. No, so. I, don't, I don't think he left any money on the table at all. He's, you know, top three coach right now being paid in the conference. I think that's about what he is. He's earned it for sure. But even if they offered him more money, I don't think it's a matter of, you know, helping keep the assistance, you know, depending on whatever the dollar amount is. If Chris Kleiman is worth seven, eight million dollars a year on average, your assistants are probably worth more than what they are right now. And if K State keeps winning, K State can figure out a way to pay those assistant coaches. So I think that as long as Chris Kleiman is winning games and, you know, earning the money he makes I don't think there's going to be any issue on, you know, the assistant coaches, especially if if K-State's winning a lot and Chris Kleiman or and, and Colin Klein leaves or Joe Klanerman leaves, they can replace somebody and they don't necessarily have to pay them 
a ton of money if they aren't this proven coordinator. So I think that there's, you know, there's situations that can come up over the next five, six, seven years on this contract that, you know, they can free money up other places and, and people are going to move on and you're going to replace them with someone that you can pay a little less than what you're paying the first guy because they may not be as proven yet. So I, I don't think it really matters, you know, the dollar amount that he took. If, if he earns it and K-State's winning games, making Big 12 championship games, making New Year's Six Bowl games, making the college football playoffs, I don't think it really matters how much you're paying Chris Kleiman as long as it is enough in the marketplace. Agreed. I mean, you guys mentioned Kleiman himself. Cole, you talked about his generational wealth and his assistance, but does Jerome Tang not play a factor in this as well? Because he's got to get paid at some yeah, point, right? I know. They're going to have to deal with that. I think, you know, that might be something that actually comes out in the fall. So, like, Kleiman would have probably gotten a little more, right, if Bruce Weber was still here. I, I don't know. No, I don't think. be paid, no? I don't know. I, I think you look at the landscape of what your coaches are competing against. You know, I think football is football and basketball is basketball when it comes to coaches' salaries. Well, it'll be interesting to see when the Tang stuff's announced. Heck, it'll be interesting to see when the climbing contract's finally announced. I want details. I need the contracts. And also, Cole, you mentioned generational wealth. Do you, do you think he'll adopt me? Good I, Good I, yeah, I mean, I know he's younger than me, but still. I mean, I identify as a 30-year-old. Let's just go with that. Okay. Maybe we should move on. Next question from Jerome Yang. Should Echo Boido have come back for another year? Obviously, that's a personal decision, but he would have been paired up against a lot of number one receivers if he returned. I can't help but feel like he could have improved his draft stock significantly. I don't want to second guess him um, because I don't know if the NFL was his overall motivation. I mean, maybe he was just done with school. He's from a family of educators. If he stuck around, maybe get his damn PhD, and I'm serious about that. Um, but I think he just felt like it was time to move on, whether it was NFL or not. I'm not writing him off because he didn't get a full, you know, free agent deal. He got a camp invite, right? Mm-hmm. Who with? I can't remember. Chiefs. Oh, it was with the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. But um, I think he'll hang around. I, I I think once you get him in camp, see him run, see him cover. I think he'll impress people. Now, does that mean making a practice squad right off the bat? Maybe not, but I think you'll be on the short list. Someone will give him a call. I do. Yeah, I, I again, I mean, I know Echo, and I, I just don't think that there was any way he would have came back for another year. Like, I, I don't think his draft stock significantly improves, if I'm being honest. Um, he is a speedy corner who doesn't have a lot of size. He's decent size, but... What, is he going to go out there and have the exact same season that he had last year, only maybe he adds an interception or two? Like, I, I don't, I just don't see any way that he improves his draft stock because, I mean, teams weren't throwing at him. Like, they were testing Julius right. Brents. Like, I, I don't know what else needs to be said. Like, there was a reason they didn't throw at him. And you can say, oh, he didn't cover the team's number one wide receiver, but... Uh, K-State didn't do it like that. They did not have Julius Brent's travel to cover the team's best wideout. They were on each, you know, each guy was on one side, and that's how they rolled with it. I I don't think him coming back for another year changes his draft stock, and I actually do think he f- profiles perfectly as an NFL special teams guy. Like, put him on the outside right. as a gunner and have him go make a tackle. I mean, he, right now, um, he's on the Chiefs 
in the Chiefs mini camp, which also it should be noted that Wyatt Hebert is trying to make a comeback there as well. But pretty cool. Felix, Wyatt Hebert, Ekobodo all in Chiefs mini camp right now for rookies. Pretty pretty cool. But yeah. Um, Did Wyatt Hubert choose poorly on what? I mean, they just drafted back to back DNs in the first round. But how many how many how many teams yeah. are going to give how many teams are going to give a guy who's been injured and missed a whole season a, a an opportunity to to make a team? So I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of that, but as far as Echo goes, I I don't think he should have came back. I think he made the right decision. Okay, I agree. I, I don't know what else there was to prove. Yeah, so I agree. It's kind of like Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, he wasn't going to grow, and neither was Echo for his draft stock for sure. But selfishly, if you want to look at where will you know, what future season or future place could Echo Boido have the most success as a person and as a player? It's easy to look and say, well, he could be playing for K-State next year and he'd have, you know, plenty of success there. And I think it's easy for K-State fans and us included just to selfishly look and say, man, he really could have helped this K-State team in 2023. But you know, as far as improving his draft stock, if he stayed, I'm with you guys. I don't think it really improves that much. You know, maybe he gets a full free agent deal. Maybe he goes in the seventh round. I don't know. But, you know, what you get, what, you know, what you see is what you get with Echo, I think. And, you know, if he makes out of mini camp, you know, good for him. But, you know, like you said, he comes from a family of educators. Yeah. He's a very, very smart person. And I think that. He's going to be fine if he doesn't play professional football. I agree. And all of that put together, I think when they get him in camp, they're going to see that he is a really impressive young guy. I mean, I, I think he's the type of guy you want in your organization. If he's good enough, I think that will might get him over the hump. And I think Felix being there helps his chances yeah, as well. I agree. I understand the question, though, just because of where we are right now and he's, you know, things didn't go as planned at this moment, but hindsight's always twenty twenty, and if echo comes back and gets injured maybe he's in a worse spot a year from now than he is in right now so uh, yeah i don't have much of an issue with him leaving yeah i agree next question ohio power cat wants to know compare the current football team to last year's team at the same point in time in the offseason which would win in a head-to-head matchup the team that is currently f- fielded by k-state in 2023 would win I'll yeah. say right now, yeah. yeah. I think they know who they are now. I, I think at the start of last year, they got a new quarterback coming in. They weren't quite figuring out who they would be with him. And, and honestly, I don't think they ever figured that out uh, before he lost his position to Will, um, to injuries. And, you know, by the end of the year, Adrian was healthy, but Will was the quarterback. They know who they are offensively. And it wasn't built around Deuce Vaughn as much as outsiders may think. Deuce enabled them to do some things, but they will still be able to do those things with the running backs they have. Maybe they won't be as effective, but I think they'll also with that, um, because of those two guys are a little bit different, do some other things. But they will be well-designed at quarterback and offensive line. Uh, and if you're good at, at that and you know who you are, you know what your strengths are, you're you're going to be a competitive football team. And I you know, just finished up the daily deliveries in which I picked K-State to win. And that wasn't a homer pick. This team won the title last year, returns a number of key elements, has guys sliding into positions now to take over that. Look, I, losing Felix Andy D.K. Uzama, that's huge. Khalid Duke going back to the end, that's huge. He was the guy before Felix stepped up and filled the void of his injury. So um, there's just a lot of things going on with this program right now to make you feel really positive. 
the one spot that we talked about last year that would be an issue would be the secondary, right? I think that's what everybody was worried about. They went out, they got Josh Hayes, and they went out, they got Drake Cheatham, Sincere Mason, who didn't do much the year previous, stepped up, had a bigger role. Kobe Savage was an unheralded Juco recruit who stepped in immediately and filled some gaps. I think the same question marks remain in that secondary because you lose so many people. But year after year, they've showed us. They go out and they get these transfer portal guys in the summertime who turn out to be studs. And I'm not worried about the secondary. There's not a single part of this defense that I worry about. Do I worry about the pass rush with Felix? No. Do I worry about the linebackers now that you got Daniel Green back? No. Do I worry about the cornerback position? Well, guess what? You had a true freshman in Jacob Parrish who started mm-hmm. games at the end of the season who's ready to make that jump. So uh, I guess you can look at the safety position and say this is an area where, that needs some shoring up. But other than that, I don't have any question marks on this team, and and I, I that's scary for the rest of the Big 12. It's interesting because you look back at last season, everyone was so concerned about Adrian Martinez turning the ball over, being careless, being injury-prone, you name it. You know, we quickly learned that his issue was just being too shy and too timid with the football and his decision making. And so I don't think we have that sort of issue now because we know Will Howard is going to be that guy and he's not going not gonna to be afraid to to pull the trigger. And he's obviously, you know, safe with the football in his hands as well. So right now, this team, just from a quarterback standpoint, and I think that trickles down to the rest of the roster is is in a much better spot than last year. See. I still want to go with last year just based on the number of guys that you had that you lose, you know, going into this season that you lost to the NFL draft that were clearly very good players. You lose Deuce, you lose Felix. You know, I would I would rather have those guys on my team than the alternative. So and you know, like you said, going back to last year about Adrian Martinez, well, I was a very big defender of Will Howard. So, you know, last year I knew exactly what Will Howard, you know, could be. And I don't feel any different now from from what I was last year with Will Howard at this point in the season. So I'd probably go last year. Just there's so many holes on this defense going into 2023 that that I just think that, you know, with Deuce, with Will or Adrian, you know, whatever, I think that last year's team... And it, it, obviously, it's easy to say after you know after the fact, and after the fact that they've won a Big Twelve championship. But just trying to think, you know, what they had going into the season, I, I still think I'd feel more comfortable, you know, a year ago than I am right now. I think the the leaps and bounds that this team has made from the players who are currently here will be something that fans will be surprised about. And you mentioned Will. Um, I don't think Will knew how good he could be. I really don't. I really don't think Will knew that he was going to come out there and put up the kind of numbers that he put up. He expects to do that now. He is going to make plays that make people's jaws drop to the floor. So, um, yeah, good for you, Zach. I, I know I didn't I didn't think that. I know everybody around this table didn't think that. Uh, I don't even know if Will thought that. So uh, they're, they're going to be fine. Um, this 2023 version is going to be a team that – will be competitive in every single game. And at the end of the day, that's really all you can ask for. This is it's tough because as much as we want to think back to our what we thought of last year's team heading into it, like K-State just won the Big 12. And so how much of those thoughts that we think we had, like it's tough to remember because this team was just so good, right? Like our, our, uh, our thoughts are kind of distorted a little bit, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I would agree. 
Totally. Next question. Final question of the first half from your favorite girl. Oh, she's so hot. Imarika. Oh, golly. What is the most difficult game on the 2023 football schedule and why? The first one, damn it. Um, Texas, I think. He'd be a great coach. Yeah, I know. Uh, I am a coach, by the way. Uh, Texas. Uh, and the reason I say that is this is the most talented team in the Big 12. I picked them for third because Texas always trips over its own well. You know what you trip over. Um, I couldn't, but um, they uh, they just seem to blow a lot of games, and that they had a history of doing that against Kansas State, and then they realized they were doing it against Kansas State. Now they get stoked for this game, which was the opposite. K State saw the best version of Texas last year, and I think um, in Austin this season we'll see it again. I would pick K State to lose that game. Actually, I think K State bugs them now. Uh, you know, the the way that K-State has bugged Oklahoma, and I still believe Oklahoma didn't want them on the schedule for the last season in the conference, I think Texas is like, we're not letting you beat us at all costs. I would say Oklahoma State, really? simply because it's the, uh, it seems like K-State always struggles in Stillwater. Always. They've had some success in Austin. That's true. Um, Don't but, tell that to Byron Pringle. Well, the thing about, well, K-State has won in Stillwater since they've won in Austin. They have. They have. But they've beaten Oklahoma State multiple times since they've beaten Texas. Again. Just in general. This is – I understand that. But you beat a team 48 to nothing the last year. There is some bulletin board material. Um, again, I think K-State can win that game. I'm just not sold on Texas. And quite honestly, K-State seems to always struggle in the beginning part of the season road games in the Big 12. I mean, it's true. The last three years under Chris Kleiman, have they won their have they won their road game? They beat OU. They did beat OU. Okay, <laughs> that's OU, right? But um, Oklahoma State, I, yeah. Oklahoma State, just because uh, again, this is going to be a night game in Stillwater on a Friday night. The situation's going to be different. K State's going to be favored. I would imagine they would be favored in this game, and that just screams like a trap game, especially because the next weekend. Or the next weekend, you have to go down to Texas Tech, who everybody thinks is going to be pretty good. Again, I just I think Oklahoma State simply because um, it is the first true test. I'll say that it's the first true test, and if they pass it, then I'll have a different answer. But again, this maybe this is coach mode, but I think Oklahoma State, if they can get past Oklahoma State, then that takes the expectations up a notch. Gungry. I still think it's Texas, though. I mean, that's it's it's the, interesting. It's the big one. I think the big key to that Oklahoma State game, though, is the new uniforms. I think State will look Save fine. your thoughts. They'll, be they'll, they'll, about they, they, they'll look good. They'll feel good. They'll, You know how that works? Just take us into the second well, half. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that in the second half of this podcast. I'm Fitz. That's Zach and Cole and Gills. And we're all here, along with plumbers now. It's gotten very eventful at the house because... Things are going wrong, but not with this podcast. We'll be back after this break. GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat podcast continues after this short break. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back to the power cat podcast now let's return to the gpc studios welcome back to the power cat questions podcast uh, the biggest question here is, will my plumbing ever work? The plumbers are gone. New ones are coming. It's a big deal. And for all of you who have said that I'm full of, well, you know what? You appear to be right. Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, Cole Carmody, Ryan Gills Gilbert, right here in the GPC home studio and dog vacation place. Spa. Uh, spa. I liked it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, as we persist through your questions from Wabash Station. We're sponsored by The Fridge. Make sure you stop into The Fridge whenever you're in Manhattan or go out of your way to come to The Fridge. It is a tourist destination like none other. Hmm. On with your questions. I'm told we'll have a uniform question here soon. I'm very excited. Ryan Wallace, this is when you need to start listening. Take it away. First question from Exhausted Nihilist. He's so tired. Let's explore a possible worst-case scenario. I'm good at that. Nike apparel deal doesn't get renewed. Mm. Which brand is the next alternative for K-State and why? Oh, man. Is this realistic? No, I think they'll get it done. I mean, honestly, at this point, it's either Nike or K-State as far as why stuff isn't getting remade or new stuff isn't, you know, designed. So maybe if they switch brands, you'll get new uniforms. So maybe you should hope. Catchers. Maybe you should hope that K State and Nike break up. Maybe it's time for that divorce, because then they'd have to make new uniforms if you if you want new uniforms. Well, I think K State. It's time for K State to say, "Hey, we need to evaluate our options here." Um, I mean, there's some upsides to Adidas, except for your in-state rival is Adidas, but they benefit from those upsides. Well, they benefit so much the so that they almost like broke this thing called the law. I don't think you can associate yourself with Adidas if you're K-State. I just don't. All right. Well, what I don't understand is the interesting snippet in the Dennis Dodd article about the Big 12 uh, renewal and, you know, the strong contract the conference got and that Kansas State was mentioned as a reason because the emergence back as a national brand is played well for the TV entities. 
that totally blows away perceptions of Kansas State. But I'll I'll be blunt here. Something's broken in this relationship with Nike. And whether it's Kansas State doesn't want new stuff for some reason or Nike doesn't give a damn about Kansas State, I was always told Kansas State can't have more cool merchandise because fans don't buy enough. And what happens? They put out cool merchandise that's lavender, and Nike simply can't keep up with demand, but they don't seem real motivated to keep up with it. Well, we got to do more of that color. So I don't know what's going on here. But we're done hearing that they're backed up from the pandemic. Oklahoma State just got all new kits. You happy with me? You good? You good? Sure. I said that? All new uniform designs, everything. They look pretty straightforward to me. Nothing too fancy, but... They got rid of the Paisley. Ah, Brad's that was a very so pissed. It's a very cool print, though. I thought it was cool. Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah, but Brad, poor Brad. <laughs> um, yeah, they need they need a refreshed look. I'm not looking for anything radical here, but the fact that they can't have alternative unis, tops, they just always get the helmet stickers that they can do in-house. Something's up here. Something's broken in this relationship, and it needs to get fixed because Nike is the best company with which to be. But look, I I don't know that if they're not going to treat Kansas State equally to its peer institutions like Oklahoma State, f them. But let's let's go explore Under Armour. Let's let's go explore Kangaroo. What is it? Kangaroo? Oh. You mean Puma? No, I meant kangaroos. It's an old shoe. Puma. Puma. Actually, Puma's not a bad idea. They're kind of getting back into things. It would be interesting. I would love to see a fourth player. I guess New Balance just signed with uh, Boston College again. Mm-hmm. Everything except football. They're Adidas in football because for whatever reason, New Balance doesn't want to produce a football uniform. But that's the only other brand that isn't one of the big three. What's that face? That's just kind of odd. I, I assumed it would be if they didn't want to do the footwear. I mean, that's that's what it comes down okay. to. It's probably the footwear, but also just Not from a uniform yeah. standpoint, too. But, you know, it'd be interesting to see a company like Puma that's, you know, they've gotten fairly, I don't know, revitalized in the last mm-hmm. 10 years or so. I mean, it's not like it's an unknown brand to the youth of America. But Nike I is think the best what, option. Yeah, Nike's still the best option. And really what it comes down to for K-State Nike, I think th- this is my big theory. Jason Wright is the person that did and designed all of the K-State basketball uniforms. The current ones they wear now, that was Jason Wright. He is a K-State grad. 2012, he graduated from K-State. He's one of the senior designers at Nike. I think that K-State is really into having a K-Stater make their stuff. And it just so happens that Jason Wright has been big into the City Connect MLB uniforms. He did the Southside Chicago White Sox ones. He did the Boston Red Sox ones. Mm-hmm. He did the Kansas City Royals City Connects, which they're sweet. They're sweet. Those are the only. I those like are the, the old basketball uniforms. I don't like those. The are the only ones, at least that he's posted on his kind of public portfolio, at least recently. So, but I'm certain that he's probably done some more. But he's been busy. He's simply been busy the last three or four years working on these City Connect jerseys. Okay. And K State, for whatever reason, is like, oh, we can take a back seat. I don't we can take a back seat. Care There's, who does them? Right. I just want them to be done and be done well. 
that is my theory though is that they really want a k-stater to make their stuff and i just at this point why are we waiting is it the fact that the equipment people don't want to mess with alternate uniforms having have three four options of shirts and pants and they just right now they basically have two shirts and two pants they still have the white ones i assume so i don't know it's it's all very frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. And K-Staters eagerly want to buy stuff. That's what it comes down to. And they want to support Nike and buy all the stuff. And Nike doesn't continue to put out the good stuff in big enough numbers. It's just very – this whole relationship's weird. Ryan, do you have an opinion? I mean, you guys all know how I feel about the this. Universe. Don't be naked. Well, Ryan Wallace would be very angry with what I would say. Oh boy! So I think I no. I want to hear oh, it. I want yeah. the anger. <laughs> Uniforms don't win you games. There it was. There it is. They don't. They do help you recruit, though. They help you recruit. Great. That helps you win games. It helps you sell merchandise. So then why does Taylor Bratt have a job? Why does Why does K State even go on the road and recruit these players? Why are we a recruiting site if all they need is a uniform? <laughs> all the little things add up. Everything. The taste of your water. K-State's probably leaving a million dollars a year on the table for not mer- – and it's not just uniforms. It's merchandising properly. Maybe that's you look why at Chris these, didn't take more money. You look at these – boom, you know, the Cats script from four years ago. You look at the lavender pullover craze. Just figure out what you want to sell. Tell Nike to make it. Figure out your logos. Nike, in in the contract that K-State has, Nike literally has it spelled out. We will make you designs for free as part of the contract. We don't have to go back to these silly cocaine willy or cat script. You can literally tell Nike, hey, make us a new look. Make us a new logo. You'll do it for free. But K-State says no. I, I don't understand like you've said, Fitz, something is broken in this relationship, and I'm starting to begin that it's on the K-State side. I think I, that I agree. I think that not, you know you can make all the excuses you want for COVID, but it's been two years. Oklahoma State has just released new uniforms in 2023. You know, at the very earliest that those designs probably would have been begun was this time two years ago. Right. That is plenty of time. It's plenty of time to make something new. And maybe something's in the works. Who knows? But the fact is, when you talk about new uniforms and you go back two years, we've been doing this for years where we say, hey, if you start today, you can have this in two years. Is K-State really going to have to wait until 2025 once the coaches and whatever else go up to Nike, which has been rumored that the – they're planning on doing that. I, I just I don't understand how K State having a Nike contract can't show up on the doorstep in Beaverton and say, "Hey, let's sit down and have a meeting." Like K State can't do that. That's weird. It's, I will have, it's ridiculous. I will have my annual question to Chris Kleiman at Big Twelve Media Days. Hey, are you guys going to wear new uniforms this year? And he will have his annual answer of, "Well, it's a long process, and we've right. got to go up there." Still, the yeah. supply, the supply right. chain is messed up because of COVID. But the pro- you could have started the process the last time we asked the question. I That's my point. I think he's just repeating what he's told. Yeah, um, and also K State needs to get over this surprise that you, you got to come to the game. As Zach has pointed out, if you're going to put cats on a helmet, 
you should have cats on shirts at the game for sale. Period. You've got to start cashing in on these these logos the day of the game. Quit. I think what people need to quit thinking about is, oh, the, the jerseys don't win games. No, they get people to the game so they can buy the look that isn't a jersey. I shouldn't be jealous that Oklahoma State gets better treatment than Kansas State because I look at them as comparable universities. The one difference is Oklahoma State's been much more aggressive in this space with alternate stuff. And I think part of it is for so many years, K-State with Coach Snyder said no. No, 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 no. And they don't ask anymore. They just are done. I don't know. You know what happens when you assume? I don't want to hear this again. I'm already an ass. So are you and me. Well, hold on. What? You done? With yeah. Okay. All right. Next question. We're moving on. From Call Me T22. We don't actually have to do this process as a whole, but I think it's more just a uh, talk about the situation uh, yeah. rank the big 12 football uniforms one through 14 at the time of the recording with Oklahoma state getting new uniforms on Wednesday ranking should be based on the options. The school has not one individual Jersey or home standard and road. So instead of just, we're not going to rank them looking them up. I feel like what is the design? I don't remember what I wore yesterday. Can K state pull off an Oklahoma state? Look, I think that's also a basis of this question. Yeah. You can make something. If you ask Nike to try, they will try hard enough to give you something good. But I would say that West Virginia is probably my favorite set. See, I think Oklahoma has the nicest uniforms, but I also think that that's because they're very similar to K-State's and they're very traditional. They're very basic. They've kept the same thing. I am of the believer that your program should have a look, right? K-State has a look. I couldn't tell you what Oklahoma State's look is. They have a bunch of different jerseys. That's fine, but have your look. Oklahoma's look is red helmets, red jersey, white pants. K-State's look is silver helmet, purple jersey, silver pants. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, if you want to go out and you want to expand those options, I think that's a great idea. But you have your look. That is what sells. Now, should K-State's road be all white? I'm of the believer that... That wouldn't be a bad idea because what do the recruits take pictures in? All white. If they're not doing that, though, they're taking a picture with the silver helmet and the purple jersey. I think that K-State should wear all white for the first day home game of every season in September. That's not a bad idea. Because they always play it at 2 o'clock in 100-degree weather. Everyone's passing out in the stands. You might as well at least cool the guys off a little bit in some white. I, I would agree with that. I like your idea, Cole. I do. Uh, look, I'm uniforms are one thing. I'm just fine with switching helmets. I really am. I, but I, you know, I'd prefer to stick with the power cat. I just me and switch colors. The variations of it are kind of endless. If you want to really get crazy with it, with chrome and flat and you know all that all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, I would just love a purple with a white power cat and a a white with a purple power cat and silver with an orange but no it's too far i went too far okay you know who else has a basic look every other program that is continuously at the top of college football they all have a trademark they all have an, an identity alabama the same as oklahoma red helmets red jersey white pants georgia they have the same thing only they wear gray pants i believe so 
They all have a certain look. You know who doesn't? Teams that are just trying to be relevant. I'm sorry, TCU had a good year this year, but what's their look? I couldn't tell you what their look is. I just oh, TCU's is pretty distinct, and it plays into their frog skin. But I mean, it's but pretty they're distinct. consistently wearing something different—purple, black—and then occasionally they'll throw in the red, which is cool. So I feel like Oklahoma State tried to replicate Oregon and didn't. No, you just can't. Oregon's one of a kind, and they have access directly to the owner, and so they're going to get the best Nike stuff. Just go get good uniforms. Maybe you have a a third variation. I don't know what it is. I think Oklahoma State's uniforms are fine. They just mix and match the pants and the helmets way right. too much. Yeah, I agree. They don't have. Like, they've gone too far with it. Right. Oregon. Oregon's look is going too far. That's exactly what they they're after. That. We're going to go neon. We're going to do this. And we got a fun duck as our mascot. Just all part of the persona. But K-State, solid uniforms, nice uniforms. Um, and by solid, I mean, like, really good, not not, not see-through is what I'm trying to say. Um, and then very variations of the helmets. I'm fine with that. But freshen up the uniforms. Let's do this. Let's get this done. As for everyone else, I don't give a crap. I think Texas is all white. It's very nice. They're leaving. I don't care. I like Oklahoma's Crimson and Cream. They're leaving. I don't give a crap. I can't tell you about Cincinnati, UCF. UCF is the best. BYU's got a really clean look. They've got a fun. I, I love their blue, and they just. I like the navy better. Okay, he likes the navy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But UCF with the Citronaut. Oh, now that's here? cool. That's cool. I personally think they should just change their mascot, but that's me. They should go into the whole space thing. You want to change way. Vegas too? Yeah. Oh boy, boy, boy someone had a big man there. there. I'll say this: Call Me T Twenty Two is a massive fan of uniforms, and I know there is no other single person on this planet that has enjoyed the last fifteen minutes of dialogue than him. Yeah. Okay. So you guys like to tell me over the last ten years, K State's record wearing an alternate uniform. They keep losing. Please tell me it's the it's alternate helmets. They lose. They lose it every time. They Great. beat. I'm really glad we're having this. Discussion. They beat Iowa State in the camo power cap. But, but hold on, awesome. If, let, let awesome. me get this right. U- uniforms don't help you win, but they make you lose. Is that what your stand? Is that your stance now? They don't help. They, they don't have an impact on the game, but they have an impact on the game. Okay. Your Honor, throw this case out. This man is drunk in court. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Next question comes from Man 8 What is next for Jerome Tang in the portal? We seem to be missing a scoring forward or a big for 2023-2024. He puts in, what is this, hypothesis? No, not hypothesis. Parentheses. <laughs> Parentheses. <laughs> it's been a long day. I got to leave that America, there. this is your youth uh, right here. Parentheses. What did he say? Keontae, question mark. Uh, well, they, they want another... They want another big man, one that's a little bit more able to defend other big men, but also run the court. They, and they want another guard. That's, I mean, that's what they want. They, they want a more true point guard that can deliver the ball. And they want experience from that. They, he wants experienced guards. And he wants to be able to get this down the road far enough where the guards he's recruiting become experienced. That's simple. That's simple. I'm not worried about it. I mean, we're still early in this process. Keontae showed up in August. Mm-hmm. Desi didn't get to campus till September, right? He was, the semester had he started. He was later, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. It's going to be okay, folks. They know what they're doing. 
the goods is on Go Power Cat for our VIPs. Oh, I haven't looked at that yet. I need to look at that. I would. I did point out in my portal update this morning that Raekwon Battle and Jesse Edwards, those are two guys that K State at least showed some interest to that went to West Virginia. Obviously, Bob Huggins is going to stick around next year with the suspension and a pay cut, but who knows? I mean, maybe something happens there. Those are two guys that I'd at least keep an eye on over the coming days. Yeah, I don't know if you want to walk into that storm. But I don't know where they're at with their NIL deals. Have they signed them? Have they received benefits for them already? True. If so you're probably contractually locked in. Welcome to the real world, guys. Mm-hmm. You sign a contract, you got to honor the contract. Are we going to address the Keontae in the hypothesis question marks? I just don't see how he's coming back. I mean, he's invited to the NBA, you know, camp. I just... I mean, I know he's left the door open, and maybe he'll discover he's a late second-round guy, and he'll think, well, if I can get an NIL deal or something, maybe. Folks, we assume if he comes back to college basketball to be Kansas State, I mean, maybe someone offers him $1.5 million for a season. If you're a young man, you don't turn that down. Because he he didn't enter the portal, right? No. No. So he pretty much, he has a couple days. The deadline will be when you're listening to this today at midnight. So he's got a... If he's not in the portal by then, you know that oh, it'll be NBA Very or valid. K-State. Very well. Can you I, declare for the draft and enter the portal? Yeah. <clears throat> guys have. have they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, Keontae, I think the, the thing now is do NBA teams need to see more proof that he can be healthy for a full year? That would be the only scenario that I see Keontae coming back is if the NBA says, hey, we want to see you play a full season, giving it your all every game. Because let's be honest, guys, you know, Keontae took a few games off, right? He did. He played, but he was giving cruising. He was on cruise control, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll I wouldn't bank is, on him coming back. But what's funny is that might make him um, more attractive to the NBA. I mean, that a guy can put a he put up a double double. I think it was Florida, and absolutely cruised. Absolutely didn't put in much effort. He just scored enough and rebounded enough, and and just looked casual the whole time. Much like the NBA regular season. I mean, they just played too many games. You got to cruise. People have asked me a question of, do you think Keontae will make an NBA roster? And there's a difference between being a contributor on an NBA team and making an NBA roster. There are guys, there are young guys who make NBA rosters across all 30 teams who play six or seven minutes a game. Eventually, they bide their time and they turn into players. The example of that is a guy who just shined in the NBA playoffs. I don't know if you guys watch this game or not, but Lonnie Walker, he plays for the Lakers. He had been off and on with the Spurs. He comes to the Lakers. He averages about uh, eight or nine points a game. Still pretty good for the NBA plays about 15 to 20 minutes and he plays the whole entire fourth quarter leads the Lakers in scoring then now they're up 3-1 or maybe even winning the series by the time you're listening to this. I, I see a career path for Keontae Johnson in the NBA similar to similar to that. His minutes will steadily increase every single season, but I just don't see a place for Keontae that isn't like Rodney Magruder, a guy who is just continuously around the NBA who finds his way on rosters and plays. He's never a major contributor, but he's going to be there. He'll make an NBA roster. People are telling me, oh, he's not going to make the NBA. He's not yeah, good he enough. He'll, he'll make an NBA he's roster. He's got an NBA game. The question is, if you're Keontae, do you want to start that kind of career path 
next year? Or do you want to start that career path after you signed a massive NIL deal, another NIL deal with McDonald's and, and Varsity Donuts and every other single the fridge, establishment? The fridge. The fridge. Every other single est- – actually, I don't think they can't. They're alcohol. But nope. every other single establishment cigar, in Manhattan. Alcohol. Can't so, do tobacco either. They, come on. I'm trying to help out Keontae. <laughs> Man. Well, at least you shouldn't sign with a, like, fan duel. Iowa State, I'm talking about you. Uh, can we make official predictions on Keontae returning? No, he won't no. return. Okay. The door's know. not shut, but no. Yeah, I mean, if, I, if, if, if someone asks me, will he return, I'll say no. If he does return, I'll be pleasantly surprised. I'm not writing it off, but... I'll it, fade you guys. Do you think he's coming back? For the sake of the podcast, oh. I'll disagree. I will disagree with you, and I'll say he comes back. <sighs> it is interesting. There's still three open scholarship spots. Two, right? Three. Keontae would mean two if he came back, but there's three right now. Are you sure? Didn't they have? Who runs the scholarship chart? <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> you hey, do one of those? Hold up real quick. I'll hold up. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> right. Ish Masih. Oh, yeah. Ish. And then. Keese. Desi. Bebe, Taiki. So but that's they, six they, that left. Yep. Well, they signed three guys. So that would leave you with. Okay. I'm into it. Yeah, I wasn't counting Ish, to be honest. Am I right? I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Why do you always forget about Ish? What did he ever do to you? He, he disappears at times. Okay. Is that, is that we're good for that question? Yeah, I see three on my chart. You want, me, you want to see my chart? Your chart that now is behind the paywall? We've got to stop yeah. showing the chart to the world? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Last question of the podcast. What do I need to know about the baseball team? I know nothing other than a top 15 ranking I saw on Twitter. First of all, that seems high. Well, it's not actually. Which one was it? Legitimate. It's collegiate baseball is the name of the poll. But that's not the poll that the NCAA uses. uses. What do they use? Oh, really? They use their own system of poll. Oh, but collegiate baseball is like a prominent poll. It's just not the it official. It is a prominent poll, okay. but it's not an official poll. So in football or basketball terms, what are we talking about here? Like the coaches poll? I don't. NCAA does an internal poll of coaches, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so tell me, Cole, as our baseball guy, what they've got coming up and what their chances are in this conference because they seem to be sitting pretty good. Well, they play Oklahoma State this weekend. Uh, will they have new uniforms? <laughs> yeah, they, Tying it all together. Oh, I love this conversation uh-huh. now. Uh, they play Oklahoma State this weekend. Oklahoma State and Kansas State are tied for the second in the Big 12. Who's first? What? Why do we have to knock them off? West Virginia, right? It is West Virginia. Look at really? that. Gills knows baseball. Really? It is West Virginia. And they still have, um, I believe, three conference? No, they have two Oklahoma conference. State and TCU. Yes. So they uh, after, after Oklahoma State, they obviously play TCU, who's on the bubble. But all signs indicate K-State right now projected into a regional. And the way I look at it, as long as they win one game against Oklahoma State, if they can take the series against TCU, they are safely in the field no matter what happens in the Big 12 tournament. However, if they get swept against Oklahoma State and say they drop a series against TCU, then they have work to do. They probably need to win the conference tournament to make it in. If you lose both series, you're right there on the bubble. And that doesn't project well for K-State simply because... It's K-State. Unfortunately, that is the way that things are looked at. The RPI is not the greatest for K-State. It's not exactly bad. It's not the greatest. Um, They have a legitimate chance to win this conference if they can win against Oklahoma State. If they beat Oklahoma State and say they sweep uh, TCU, you're looking at an outside chance at a conference championship, which would just be incredible because no one thought the team would be there. 
I'm amazed. I didn't think earlier in the year this team was going to be very good, and then they decided, oh, we are. We are. They just wanted to prove you wrong. Ah, everyone does. If you look at the conference standings right now, K-State is sitting at 11-7. and seven. So they have six games to six games to play. Say they finish with uh, eight losses, which would put them at 16-8 and eight in conference play. You need West Virginia to slide because they're at 13-5, and five, but they still have to play uh, Texas Tech and Texas, two teams who are both projected in the NCAA tournament as of this moment. So it's not out of the realm of possibility, but that is, it's unlikely K-State can win the conference. But either way, if they finish second in this conference, they're uh, in the NCAA yeah, tournament for the first time since, 2020, since yeah. 2013. Yeah. I heard Iowa Wait, they haven't been in the really tournament season. since they won the Big 12? They have not been in the NCAA tournament since no. 2013. Oh. Well, <sighs> I'm going to predict, based on my travel budget, that they will get into the tournament and they will go to a, a sub, what is it, sub-regional? Whatever. A super regional. regional. Super regional. Well, super is the second. I knew it had an answer. Yeah. Super is the second. Region. I know. That's what he's saying. Oh, he yeah. said they win the first one. Yeah. Well, Omaha would be fine on the travel budget. No. <laughs> what, are you going to take a tent? <laughs> I can't imagine hotel rooms are in oh, yeah. Omaha that Ridiculous. week. Probably stay in Lincoln. Probably stay with my friend Cooper. My uncle lives in uh, my uncle lives in Millard. It's it's a Bethel. It's another one of the Bethels. Uh-huh. Yeah, my yeah. Um, I'll just sleep up there. D one baseball had K State projected in the ready for this Vanderbilt regional. Ooh, maybe I can stay with uh, my Iowa State friend Travis. It's not like Iowa State will be there. I heard Iowa State's having a really good year. They haven't even lost a game. They haven't lost at all. They keep that clean. They're also winless. Well, there's always a trade-off. That's it for the Powercat Questions podcast this week. Hope you enjoyed it. It's going to be a delight to put together because we've had a number of interruptions. This time, it wasn't the dog's fault. Thank you for listening to the Powercat podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Hip-hop takes the stand in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Rap lyrics are playing an increasingly prominent role in criminal cases. Every song, every lyric, every video that you've ever been involved with, they're going to use against you. Follow rap artist Kemba as he explores the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system. This artistic expression is a confession. I'm ready. Roll the tape. Watch the eye-opening new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. You deserve the truth. The enemy is at our gates. The fight for humanity. I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No! And I do not see surrender. Is far from over. You will not make that stand alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.